Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Supreme Being. I'm broadcasting this all the time on um, Instagram and on Zoom. So welcome if you're on Zoom. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. Go to briancasella.com if you want any anything real estate worldwide. We got you. We know everybody as well. Number two, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. Special shout out to the two new members who joined today thus far. I uh, assume based on recent uh, sales that we're going to have at least one or two more join today. Shout out to you guys and the whole Modern Success crew. Uh, go to briancasella.com if you'd like to join. And lastly, eXp Realty. If you're a realtor, go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in. Otherwise, you can message me and I'll uh, send you some more info. Okay, so uh, what I want to talk about today on the podcast is something that's very dear to me in regards to everything that I do, uh, anything that I enter, any business that I'm in, any athletic endeavor that I'm in, basically anything that I do in my life, um, I apply this to. Now, many of you are always asking me about um, you know, how are you staying fired up in business? How are you staying fired up like I used to be in sports, right? Up until 25 years old, uh, I played basketball. I played high school, college, professionally. So I've gone through all the ranks. I got into boxing recently and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, so whatever you're doing, you're always going to run into shit. You're always going to have obstacles. You're going to have your own mind working against you. And a lot of people ask me those, we can say, uh, foundational level questions. Cause I consider those questions such as how to stay motivated, uh, how to, even when I don't feel like it, how do I keep doing it? Right. Questions of that nature, which many, many of you have sent me. What I'm going to talk about today is an automatic answer for that. Okay. Because it's an application to, um, the way you view things and your perspective that will make all that shit just disappear. Okay. So when you hear me talk about mindset, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Any high-level athlete, any high-level business person, anybody who will connect with what I'm saying has this and will understand it. And the good news is for you guys is you can tap into this. However, a decision has to be made and a commitment has to be made up front when it comes to this shit. So if you're in a position where you're facing something new, what I'm teaching now has to be applied at the beginning. Otherwise, any step you take forward, you're going to confront things from with a different energy and a different perspective, and it will be much more difficult for you. And this is what's going to cause most people to fall into being a statistic. Case of point, I run a real estate business, and I think it's around 90% of people within two years are out. They join the business, and within two years, 90% of people who got their real estate license are out completely. Like they said, fuck it, I quit, I can't do it anymore, whatever it is, right? So... What I'm talking about is, and, and I see this in other people and I admire it, and I'm sure you do too, you just don't, you don't word it this way and you don't see it this way, okay? It's called your, your dedication to your craft, better yet, your dedication to your art. And by art, it can be anything, right? If you're, if you're a life coach, right? We have Pete here, he's a life coach. Um, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a social media marketer, if you're a boxer, if you're an athlete, whatever the fuck it is, if you have a, a dedication to your art, you live, breathe, and eat it, then this is the energy that I'm talking about. Why? Okay. Let's say I wake up tomorrow and I have a day like I have sometimes where I just don't feel like doing shit, right? I don't feel good. I'm sore as fuck from all my workouts, right? I've been boxing and lifting. So it just has been thrashing my body because I've been doing it so much. And it's just like the alarm goes off at 530 and I'm just like, fuck, man, I don't want to wake up. <clears throat> when I think about what I do and my level of dedication to it, right? If I just think about it 
everything that I'm doing, because I have this with everything that I do, it immediately excites me. It lights a fire under my ass. And it puts me in the mindset of that version of me a year from now, who's the number one boss motherfucker and whatever it is, right? Real estate, doesn't matter what it is. How would he approach the situation? Because I know he has days where he wakes up and he doesn't fucking feel like waking up. And immediately the answer is given to me and it's wake your bitch ass up, get up, stop being a little bitch. So now I'm not having this fight with myself about hitting the snooze button. The decision is automatic. Okay. And a lot of times because I go to sleep with that thought process, I don't have to have that little episode I just told you about in the morning. I'm not sitting there debating like, Oh, what would, what would the guy who's dedicated to his art form uh, be doing? No, that's already there. Like it's already there. But I mentioned earlier that decision is made up front. So when you backtrack now to when I transitioned from athletics to real estate, when I made that decision, everything was aligned along with that decision, right? A lot of people will say, well, I'm going full time and hundred percent into this. But what you don't see is in the background, they won't tell you and they won't announce it, but they have little stuff set up just in case shit doesn't go their way. They have a plan B set up. They, they're talking to this person who said, well, you know what? I'm just going to have Ernie, my friend over here, uh, who has a job opening. That way, if I struggle for a couple months, I'm not going to be able to make it. I can just go to him. They set up all this shit behind the scenes, yet on social media or to their peers around them, they're like, oh man, I'm excited. I'm doing this shit. I'm 100% in. Watch me. Okay. Then as time goes on, if they start fucking up, right? And we see this, right? And this is why I'm going to tie this into a point in regards to the stuff that I teach for social media when it comes to businesses, right? As time goes on, you see the little interaction you have with them, whether it's in person, you guys talk, whether you watch them on social media, on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, you see their communication begin to slowly dwindle. They go from posting every day about it. I'm excited. I'm hustling. Like, let's say it's a realtor. I'm out here hustling, selling houses. I'm doing an open house. Then little by little, you see the communication drop to where two months in, you're getting maybe one post a week. Or they start saying something like, well, you know what? Um, I recently was presented with this once in a lifetime opportunity and I'm thinking about taking it. And that's now their excuse to start transitioning out of what they were talking about and go to this little side hustle or whatever it is that they had you know, stashed away in the beginning. Another thing attached to this is when shit gets tough, dude, if you don't have that dedication to the craft, you're not going to appreciate it because anybody who has reached a level of success in anything will tell you it's the difficult times that teach you a lot. Case in point, I'm an advocate and a preacher of people going door to door, making cold calls and talking to people, interacting with the world to brush up their skills, their sales skills and their communication skills, right? So with that said, if you're starting in the beginning, you're not going to be good, man. You're going to be talking to people, especially if you're a man and you're a little bit socially awkward, which most men are uh, nowadays and it's getting worse. You're going to be rejected, especially by women and other people in an environment, in a, any type of environment. Okay. Everybody goes through it. But if you don't have a dedication to your, to your craft and you don't have that already decided and in you, it's going to be very easy for you to throw in the towel or after five rejections, you're like, fuck this shit, dude. I don't want to do this shit anymore. It doesn't feel good. I'm getting bad emotions. I'm not getting the results that I want. So now you see when that decision is made up front, all the other pieces will fall into place easier. Why? Well, I mentioned perspective in the beginning. When I have a grand perspective, I'm new and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a master at socializing with people. I want to be able to interact with a baby, a beautiful woman, an older lady, an older man, 
anybody, anywhere and be able to have a conversation with them and sell them something or whatever it is that you want to do, right? Or make a new friend. I can make a new friend anywhere out of thin air. So if that's my ultimate goal, I've decided, I've committed to it, and I'm like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm dedicated. Now, when you face a rejection, you already know that's part of the process. Because after you face 100 rejections and you're looking back at it a week later and you say, man, let me judge my last interaction with that person compared to my very first one a week ago. And very quickly, you're going to start seeing a difference and be like, oh, wow, well, my voice has improved a lot. I'm not nervous anymore when I approach people. I'm able to keep the conversation going better. I'm a little bit funny now. My personality is coming out because I'm getting more comfortable, right? And you start gauging these improvements. That's what feeds fuel to the fire and keeps you going the next day and the next day and the next day. But everybody has this fucking little micro uh, perspective when it comes to everything and it fucks with them. Because if your perspective is so little that you're only looking at that one fucking interaction or those first two or three or five, like I just gave in the example, of course you're going to beat yourself up. He who has the bigger perspective will win long-term, guaranteed. I learned this a long time ago, and it's one of the, the foundational philosophies and beliefs that I have in anything that I do, okay? Like when I started in boxing, I knew I was going to suck. Even though I'm an athlete, I'm still going to suck because I don't know shit about it. So when I sparred my uh, trainer the first time, I got my ass kicked. You were, if you follow me on Instagram, you remember I had like blood everywhere because I got my ass kicked. That's fine. But I knew, hey, okay, th this is a part of it. Every fucking great boxer that I've talked to or studied said they've gotten their ass kicked multiple times, even the best of the best. So I said, okay, cool. This is a part of it. I'm not going to sit here and fucking cry about it and then give up and be like, oh, well, you know what? It's not for me. I signed up for that shit. But that decision was made in the beginning. And I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So shout out to my trainer because now he won't even spar me anymore. He's like, fuck that, dude. I'm not going to spar you. You'll kick my ass. Cool. Now, he still might kick my ass. I don't care. But I'll go back again, 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 and again. No problem. Without hesitation. Okay? But in the beginning, when I got my ass kicked in that moment, where did my mind went six months and a year ahead and said, this is great because th this, is the, this is where I learn. This is teaching me a lot. Now, even my mindset in that moment was looking for where I can improve and what I actually did right. I didn't just sit there and cry and sulk in the corner and say, oh, I got my ass kicked, like some people do. You see this too. Like we see new people come in and train with us and the first time somebody gets punched, one of two things happens. Either they, they, they run away, they like want to run away even though you can't because you're in a fucking ring. Or like I did, when you get hit the first time, you're like, fuck this dude, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Like it, it, it makes you want to go forward. So those two scenarios, okay, had I not decided in the beginning, I'm in this for the long haul, I may have reacted the other way. Because when these things are presented, your mind is always going to go back to the, to the most prevailing datum, like for the moment that you decided to do this. And if that belief and dedication and commitment isn't just unwavering, your mind's going to say, okay, fuck this. Why are we doing this? Because your mind obviously is wired for survival. But if you tell yourself, this is critical to survival, and it's now ingrained in you, now the game's a little bit different, okay? Because when you watch these interviews of people, like even in the business world, it, it, it kind of sucks now with social media because in a sense it's become diluted. Now when people hear a story of somebody who went from like being broke and living on the street to becoming a billionaire, people are like, ah, I've heard that a million times. It's like, dude, do you, did you just listen to what the fuck he said? He was living on the fucking street, and now the guy owns like, half the world, and you want to tell me you've heard that before? 
Like, does that make any fucking sense? So when I hear that, I'm taking notes. I'm like, shit, man, this guy's incredible. I need to study him. And everyone else is kind of like, ah, whatever. I've heard that story 50 times already. Like, what? The dude's a billionaire. You can fucking learn something from him. That's the same person who I just described who, if the billionaire comes and says, hey, dude, you know what? Come have lunch with me. I'll teach you something. He's like, nah, I can just find shit on YouTube. It's cool. Oh, no, I'll just find it for free. No, no, no thanks. And you're kind of sitting, I'm sitting there like, are you, a, are you a dumbass? Like, what are you doing, dude? But I see this all the time. But again, that's the person, again, studying business who is just kind of one foot in, one foot out. It's the classic example of, uh, remember when you would go to the beach or uh, you'd want to get in the pool and it was cold as shit and you're like dipping your toes in it and you're kind of like, ah, it's cold. I don't want to go in. Well, I was the guy that came behind you and fucking threw you in because I hated that like pussiness in people. I would just jump in. So even when I went to the beach, Pacific Ocean is cold compared to some other beaches. I would just run in and fucking dive in because you just got to get it over with and go and commit. That's a demonstration of what I'm talking about. You commit. And we know because all of us have done both. It's so much easier to just fucking run and jump in because then the cold hits you, but you get over it quicker versus like dipping and fucking getting your way in slowly. And you're like, ah, especially for the men. Like as soon as the, the water hits our private parts, we start flinching, right? Because it's not a pleasant fucking experience. But if you just dive in, it's different. Yet when we're presented with the next opportunity for a lot of people, they still hesitate to jump all in. It's the same thing when it comes to these uh, dedications and, and commitments and disciplines when it comes to your art. But again, that's done in the beginning. I can tell now the way somebody asks me a question, if they're dedicated or not. One question, I can see it. I see so much about people when I go out and they approach me and they ask me a question. If I can see them physically, I like already know everything about them in like a second. Because again, I've had that experience of dealing with people so much now. So if somebody just wants something from me, it doesn't give a shit about me, I can see it very clearly, which is why I'm very particular about who I talk to on social media. I am a good person in the sense that if somebody reaches out and I'm like, oh man, this person really wants help, I'll help them, right? Whether that's me sending them money, whatever, it doesn't matter. I've done it before. I'm not going to fucking sit here and cite examples because that's not what I do. But there's a lot of people who message me who are just, it's just the hype. Like, oh, I talked to Brian or, oh, I want to, no. For example, sometimes you see people visiting my office. That's like one out of like 100 people who have asked me. I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. You can come to the office. And every single person who's come into the office has had a good experience and we remain in contact and they're genuinely good people. So shout out to everybody who's come to the office that I've invited. I'm very particular about that. Very particular. But again, by their questions, I can tell, okay, this person has already committed. They're in it for the long haul. They're not just somebody who's window shopping careers or like, well, you know, I watched this one video and get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't want, I don't want any of those people around me at all. That's why my circle is so tight, but it's a bunch of people who exhibit these qualities that I'm talking about. And you have to become ruthless in that sense. Cause if you're somebody who is on that fence now and you're going to finally transition into dedicating yourself to something yet every person and everybody in your environment is the opposite, it's going to be very difficult for you because you have no reference points or people that are like other lions out in the jungle with you. It's like a lion going out with a bunch of fucking skunks. He's looking around. He's like, what the fuck? So now when you want to go to the skunk and, and, and ask him something, it's a fucking skunk. What the fuck is a skunk going to teach a lion and vice versa? It doesn't make any sense. So that's a check you can run on yourself as an individual. Next time you hit a wall and you want to ask me or yourself those questions, man, I'm lacking motivation. Oh man, my emotions are getting the best of me. 
oh man, should I really stick this career out? Ask yourself, am I dedicated to my art? Because I am. So those, those decisions are very easy for me. I don't even get those questions anymore. If you notice, a lot of times when you guys ask me those questions live, I take a minute to like put myself back in that position of having to deal with that. That's not a part of my reality anymore. Right? I know it sounds fancy for some of you, but as you graduate your, your mindset and your ways of thinking, there's a lot of stuff that other people deal with that you're not going to have to fucking deal with anymore. And this is one of them. You know, if I want, like, I would love to interview, for example, uh, now that we're on the topic of boxing, like Mayweather. Like, I guarantee you if I ask him, you know, what do you do maybe on a day where you're not feeling it and you're not, and you're, la you're lacking motivation to train, I guarantee you his answer, maybe not in my words, would be around the same subject of I'm dedicated. This is my life. This is what I do. What do you mean when I don't feel like training? What the fuck does that even mean? His answer would be something like that. And, or if it was different words, you would totally relate it to what I just said. For sure. I guarantee you, I would bet my fucking life on that. Or anybody else who's dedicated to anything. Master Yogi, whatever it is. So it's not some process where I have to fucking hypnotize you and, 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 and fucking put all these commands into you and rewire your whole fucking brain. No, you don't even have to do that. You just have to pick something and dedicate yourself to it. Now with that comes the responsibility of dealing with all the shit that comes with it. But that's what people forget. Everybody's running around wanting to play the game of life and everything that comes in twos, they want to ignore one of them and just have one. You want to become popular on social media but not deal with the hate and criticism. You want a lot of success, yet you don't want any failures. You want to acquire a lot of skill, yet you don't want to go through the temporary failures in the beginning to acquire the skill. You want to make a lot of money and then sell people and get their money, right? buying your product or service, yet you don't want to invest any money yourself and you're stingy about that and you want to get everything for free. Then when the customer doesn't want to buy from you, you're sitting there fucking hooting and hollering like, God damn, these motherfuckers won't pay for shit. Well, you're the same way. How are you going to expect somebody to behave a way that you won't behave? You have to do it first. So again, you make the decision to commit yourself to the art. You're going first before that reward is given to you. You must first commit and you have to always be first. Always. Always. This isn't everything. I'm always first, no problem. I step up. I'm all in. So when things don't work out my way, it's okay because I know, hey, this is a part of the fucking game. Because by virtue of something not going my way, the possibility exists for it to go right. So cool, I'm just going to keep going. Because what's the other option? You fucking quit. Then if you quit, what happens? Like, you go back to doing what you're doing before and you're okay with that? Again, don't come to me and say you want to study for me if that's your attitude because I, I don't want you under me. I don't want you walking around saying, hey, I fuck with BC and I ride with him. No, because that's not the type of philosophy or belief or attitude I want somebody who follows me to have. You know why? Because it's weak. And I do everything in my power for me and the people around me to eradicate weakness out of our life. Everybody has temporary weaknesses, sure. But then it's your dedication to it and your commitment to get rid of it. We all have insecurities. I attack my insecurities and I get rid of them on a daily basis, which is why, for example, you have all this stuff about, well, you know, I need to, it's tough for me to push myself out of my comfort zone. Well, insecurity is my enemy and I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to weed it out, out of my life and I continue to do so. This is why I can move a lot freely than most other people anywhere. Even when I go out at night, I can see this last night just observing people. It's like, fuck, man, they're so uptight. This person has shitty body language. That person's uncomfortable. 
okay, these two, it's a first date for sure. I can tell because it's awkward as fuck. Like you see this stuff, right? And then you go approach somebody and say hi. And everyone's like, oh my God, how did you do that? Well, I just walked over to them and I said, hello. Like you didn't feel awkward? No. Like what world are you living in that communicating with another human being is awkward? You see, you see where I'm going with this? So somebody will look at me and say, oh man, I want that freedom. Okay, then what are you doing? You have to be dedicated like me and the other people around me to now acquire that freedom. But you have to understand on that path, a lot of shit is going to happen. Are you okay with it? Because you, you can go on any interview and hear the stories. I made the decision. I dedicated myself. Then this happened. Boom, 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 boom. So as you're writing down that list, your answer needs to be, yep, I'm okay going through that. Yep, I'm okay. Uh, if I need to become a millionaire, I'm okay going broke. Um, I'm okay uh, with three businesses failing. That's fine. You need to be okay with that up front. Not just say it, but actually be okay with it. Like if tomorrow I lose everything, cool. Because I know in due time, I'll get it all back and more. No problem. Like no problem. I don't have some resistance towards this, which is the tension that you guys have created towards fucking everything. Oh, I don't want to fail. Oh, I don't want somebody to reject me. Oh, I don't want to lose a little bit of money. And it's like you live in this fucking box of uptightness and everybody like, do you realize what that does to your body? Like on a biological level, all that stress and, and tightness, all that does is create acid in your body and it literally, it kills you which is one of the reasons I rarely ever get sick. And if I do, it's, it's gone very quickly. All this physical stuff, all this mental stuff, people are literally killing themselves. You breed disease with your thoughts and your tension in your body all the time, which is another reason, not only mentally, but physically, you see me exerting myself so much with boxing and lifting and, and going out and, and walking 20, 30 minutes a day, getting sun, like I'm out, I'm out. I love going barefoot places too. Like people will call me a fucking Indian because I'm always like walking around like a Native American. Like I love being barefoot. But to other people, it's like, oh, you got to have shoes on. Well, why? Our feet aren't fucking designed for shoes. They're really not. And then people wonder why they have so many fucking uh, problems. I used to have tremendous problems with my feet. As soon as I started going barefoot, strengthening them a little bit, my feet are fucking great now. Now I've had injuries like to my left ankle, so I still have issues. But overall, my feet are 10 times better. 10 times better than they were before when I wore shoes all the time. So again, I was so dedicated to, for example, back in the day, fixing my feet, I was willing to walk barefoot and be ridiculed. I didn't care. Oh, why are you walking barefoot? Why are you asking me? Why do you care? That was my response. Why do you care? Oh, well, you're an asshole. You're an asshole for asking me. You see? So again, what, what am I communicating? Freedom. I don't need to fucking answer your question. Just like I don't have to answer, answer your question. You can ask me, but I don't have to answer. How many of you walk around feeling like you have to answer to everybody? You have like a little sign on your head. I'll answer any question from anybody. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It's like, why are you asking, dude? I don't have to answer you. I would say probably 80, 90% of the questions that I get asked, I don't answer. Or I just throw a question back at them. Can you do that though and feel comfortable? I can, but I know I'm not doing something wrong. But I went through the phase of starting to do it and then feeling like shit because I felt like I was doing something wrong. So again, dedication to communication and skills. So all this stuff is interrelated, right? As I'm talking about it. Now, 
Some of you are making more connections. Some of you are a little bit more advanced, so you see everything I'm saying. Some of you don't. Some of you are like, this motherfucker's crazy. That's fine. We're, we're slowly working our way up. And if you're somebody who's been following the podcast for a while, you're seeing where the subjects and the topics are going, right? It, which, in a sense, is another reason I, I do my best to keep this very simple. I use simple language. I don't go deep into you know, metaphysics or any of that shit because I, I want to keep this so if the average listener who doesn't know anything starts listening to me, they can connect to this and understand very rapidly, very easily, and start to see changes. But you first have to pay very close attention to what I'm saying and understand it. Now, I've told people before, you have to be able to see parallels to pick things up. Everyone's like, well, how do you read and apply? How do you read and understand and really digest it? See parallels. If I get a sales example in, I don't know, um, a solar panel sale, I'm immediately connecting it to different industries. Okay, that datum, where does it fit in this industry, in this industry, maybe in a social interaction? Then the more connections you make like that, the deeper understanding you have of it, then you can now add it to your, we can say, tool belt. And you're like, okay, this datum I've acquired now and I know it. Now I can freely use it wherever I want. And the key is I can spot it, maybe if it's a technique being used against me. So now I can be even better because it, 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 it's the outward and inward flow. I can use it and then if it comes in, I can recognize it. Just like if uh, uh, I, I teach you a skill, like a sales skill, okay, this is how you influence somebody with this line, blah, blah, blah. Now you can spot if somebody's using it on you now and understand. So I can still allow the person to sell me, but I'm consciously making the decision and understanding that I'm being influenced in that moment by a particular language pattern or whatever it is, okay? This is what ultimately gives you more control and more power in your life because you have more understanding, you have more references, and you have more perspective on things, right? And everybody's running around thinking it's cool to bullshit and do this and, oh, well, studying, that's bad, and you're too serious. Get the fuck out of here, dude. When I go out with people, I have more fun than any of them. Like, I make the party guy look dumb because I'm more fun than he is. And I'm more intelligent than he is. And I take pride in having intelligence. How many of you are intelligent and people make you feel bad about it? And then you're like, oh, man, I am a nerd. Who gives a shit? Ask any woman if it's attractive to be stupid. She's going to tell you no. And if she says yes, run the other way. For all the men, right? But any woman of sane mind is going to value intelligence. The issue is the intelligent guys don't know how to communicate. So they're smart. But when they talk to people, they're awkward. So if you, they just learn the skill of being able to communicate, not even at master level, just good, man, their lives would be great because people would appreciate and see their intelligence. But they're intelligent, but they're too tight and wound up and their voice cracks and they can't make eye contact and they don't have those basic skills. So this is about piecing together certain things. But if that intelligent guy who's not good says, fuck it, I'm dedicated, I'm going to master uh, social skills. Now he's playing the game the right way. And he understands, hey, I have a lot of value. I'm intelligent. I just need to tackle this beast of, of communication and being socially comfortable and effective. Let's get started. And very quickly, he'll make massive changes. And he'll actually embrace making all the mistakes because as he's making the mistakes, he's knowing what he needs to adjust and get better. And I'll wrap it up like this. It's been scientifically proven that the mistakes in your field have to be made in order to be the guide for you to coordinate what changes need to be made in order for you to get better. Otherwise, you never get anywhere. How many people get into sales and practice, practice, practice with people Then, when it's time to make the live calls, they run away or they only make one or two and then they stop. They'll spend all day practicing and then they play the game one call. Like that's not gonna get you anywhere, man. 
you have to work in whatever it is that you're doing in these activities and you need to work on your skills and on yourself at the same time. There has to be a harmony of that for you to really break out into this world and have, you know, massive success. A lot. Yes. Cool. So this is what I'll do. Uh, we're at about the 30 minute mark and normally I cut it off here. I think that's a good place to stop for now. If you guys have any questions on Instagram or um, on Zoom, I'll take them. What's up, Monica? How's it going? Monica's got the red hair going on. She's got that mystical look. Um, Yes. Uh, I wake up at 5.30 every morning. Yes, Daisy, I wake up at 5.30 most mornings. If I'm ever off, it's not by more than like 15 or 20 minutes. I can literally be out until 3 in the morning, and then I'll still wake up. Like at the latest, I'll wake up at 6 just because my clock is, is ready for that. Um, I sleep probably 6 hours on average, so I'm going to bed around midnight, uh, maybe a little bit before. Uh, but some nights, um, like if I don't exercise or have any physical exertion in a day, which is rare for me. Like I don't sleep. I'm just like, I have to expend energy. If not, I don't sleep. That's just the way I am though. So those nights I'll just stay up and read and then I won't sleep, but I'll wait until the next day at night to sleep. Cause I don't want to fuck up my clock. So, and I do that like once a month. It's pretty funny. Any questions, any questions or is everybody brain fried? <laughs> Which typically happens during these podcasts. Um, I have one unrelated to the topic though. Shoot. You want me to unmute you or are you just going to type it? Unmute. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Monica. All right. What's up? Um, I met a guy at the gym today. Interesting looking guy. He was wearing a 420s property shirt. So I, uh, introduced myself and talked to him a little bit about his business. His whole business is focused on uh, buying, getting people to buy properties and packages for cannabis cultivation. Um, he was telling me that the three guys that he worked with, it's their own brokerage. If, if somebody was to kind of like, is there any way that you can half put your toes in the water a little bit with it? Like have some kind of contract agreement with them, but not be as an agent for their broker. Or do you like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, is there any way to get involved with something like that without being an agent for their broker? Like any kind of like. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, the, the one way you could do it. And I know a lot of people that are getting into that side, the cannabis side is you would have to set up some sort of agreement with them where like, for example, sometimes some properties that I come across are candidates for that type of stuff, meaning it could be sold as you know, a, an approved place that could turn into a farm or be used for cannabis purposes. So um, that would be the route that I would take um, if you're not looking to get involved with them, right? Because then yeah. you're, you're the yeah. type that's bringing them a deal when it's available, but you're not like directly working for them. That's one way that you could do it. Uh, but I mean, it wouldn't hurt to set up a meeting and sit down with them and see what they need. And, you know, maybe something yeah. will come up in that meeting that, you know, you can help them with and, and vice versa, you know? Yeah, it'd just be good, uh, good to be a, a part of it somehow. I, wa I want to be involved, but I don't want to do all the, the right. stuff associated. They get it together with, like, I guess, contractors, and they build out places, and they have, like, packages. So then they're getting a commission from the people 
who the contract is and the fit is and the, you know, everything like that. So it was just an interesting concept that I was uh, wondering about. So yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Explore that. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Do you think you're crazy? I'm definitely not normal. Yes. But I tell people I'm also not human and all that. So I'm sure there's some truth to that. Uh, starting car sales in a month. Good, man. Just study sales and get your sales skills up. That's going to help you everywhere. Uh, what was the breaking point that made you decide to change your life? Uh, my second ankle injury that ended my athletic career, Juan. Then I had to make a choice, either, either to be miserable the rest of my life or figure it out. Then I figured it out. What kind of creative campaigns do you undertake? What do you mean by creative campaigns, Daisy? Because what we do is just the tried and true stuff. The only thing I can say that I do creatively is I know how to get people's attention on social media and I know how to push my real estate brand and everything else that I do. So um, if you're looking for freedom of expression and creatively promoting oneself, then just watching what I do is one of those things. But as, as far as specific campaigns, if you're asking me for real estate, um, I don't think there's anything like super crazy that we do. Um, we just do the regular activities. We just do them consistently, you know, day in and day out. Yeah, Johnny, I agree. Hey, bro, I've been looking for a brokerage. Uh, well, joining a brokerage in real estate, at least in America, is pretty simple. Most of them aren't that picky and they're hungry for new people. So you shouldn't have any issues. How long should it take to knock on 100 doors? It depends, uh, Rafael, on the neighborhood. If you go to a neighborhood that's all multi-million dollar mansions on huge properties, it might take you three or four hours. If you go to a regular three-bedroom, two-bath residential neighborhood where they're all a regular subdivision, it could take you two. On average, it would take me about two and a half hours. How do you handle a breakup and stay focused at work? Oh, man. <laughs> Breakups are never easy, dude. Um, Man, that's too much to answer on this, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of my last breakup. You, you have to be willing to accept the fact that you're going to suffer, man. And I think what a lot of people do is they try to shelf the feelings and not let it out. And that's what causes it to grow in them, right? If you have to fucking cry, cry. Do whatever it takes to just get that shit out of your system. And it's going to take time, dude. And again, you have to be willing to embrace the pain. Just like when you enter the, a relationship, you have to be willing to understand that, hey, I'm going to give my trust to this person. So there might be a day where they do betray me and you have to accept that because it's a part of the dynamic. Best way to ask for a pre-approval before showing homes to a buyer. Yes, this question. What's your, uh, do you know what your purchasing power is? Purchasing power. Sounds better than pre-approval. Try that. See how it goes. And if they say, what do you mean? Then you can bring the whole subject up because they just asked you. Do you think you need college to be successful? No. When am I getting married? Never. Great question though, Jason. I made a video on my YouTube years ago about that. If you uh, would want to explore more about that, making my room into my office for real estate. Awesome. I think it takes about a year to get over a breakup fully. Could be man. Some, for some people it's, I think on average men take longer than women to get over it on average. Typically when you break up, if a woman's done with you, she's done and she's ready to move on. And if you've noticed a lot of times, um, women will get into the next relationship much quicker than men. Do you believe in colors that engage the brain when it comes to marketing? Absolutely, Dan. If you're doing research on that, it's 100% good and viable. Uh, no, we don't farm, dude. We don't farm. 
How early do I wake up? 5.30. Cool. All right, guys, I'm going to take off. Uh, thank you for being here. I don't want to make the episode too long. As always, Team BC, we got you for real estate. Go to briancasella.com. They sponsor every podcast. Modern Success, uh, Monica's on Modern Success. So shout out to her and all the other members that are on. Uh, go to briancasella.com if you'd like to join. And lastly, EXP Realty for all the realtors. Uh, go to join.exprealty.com and join us or you can message me and I'll get you more info. Okay. All right, guys. See ya.